We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Part two, if you haven't had a chance to check out part one, where we discuss what we want to see from each Warriors player and predictions for them. Um, But season preview two, we're going to be talking more about the Warriors in context of the league. Here we go. Where we think they will go. So we kind of hit on it at the end of the last episode, but does it feel like this NBA, there's a lot of really good teams, but maybe not any juggernauts? I... Sam, last season, I predict the Warriors finished fifth in the West and a chance to win the title. Obviously wrong. But if these guys didn't play like idiots for 15 games of the whole season, they could have gone maybe eight more wins and, and been, in the, been in the four or five seed range. I think this season, I think they're in that range again. I think they're in the four five seed range even better, right? They have a better team this time. And I think the rest of the league is, I don't know, man. Like you just said, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to go through all these teams coming up, but there's no team to me that says, even the Milwaukee Bucks defending champs, love Giannis. But even then, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I could see them getting taken out in the second round by Miami, like you were talking about. I just, I don't see a juggernaut. I think, to be honest, the only two teams that have juggernaut potential right now, as presently constructed, like without a move, is the Nets, and the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the Nets oh. have their own have their own oh. issues. So, oh. but I'm just saying the Nets don't need to make a trade to be a juggernaut. They just need everyone to be there and vaccinated. Oh. You know, uh, the Bucks. I mean, I expect the Bucks to be a lot better than they were last year, and they were pretty damn good last year. Yeah. They're going to be a tough team for everyone. A lot of how good you think they are comes down to what you think of Middleton. In my opinion, I think Middleton takes a step after last year mm-hmm. i think he mm-hmm. plays a lot more confident so they might be a juggernaut but even they don't feel it, it just doesn't feel like you know we're talking about like mid warriors dynasty or mid kobe shack lakers where you're like the bar is so high it yeah. feels like a lot of teams are one player away to me so let's actually move this over to the west yep yep by the way i'm not just you just leaving the lakers out it's just why we're going to the west now let's talk about it yeah, yeah, yeah. so 
we we looked over the line so let's start here i'm going to ask you if the playoffs if you were to make your predictions tell me who you think makes the playoffs one through eight in order yep i'm going to go through this i'm going to go through this and go number first seed i'm going to go jazz just because okay. regular season team uh i'm going to go suns two seed just you know, unless unless they trade with Aiden or something. Uh, by the way, Michael Bridges, shouts to Michael Bridges, ninety million dollars. Uh, just signed a contract. Good for him. Um, really going good down player. the line. Really good winning player. Uh, going down the line here, I have the Lakers at three. I just, I, I just, I can't. It would be amazing if they had if they fall because of Russ and and LeBron being old. But I just, I have them still at three. Warriors, Nuggets, Clippers, Blazers, Memphis, who I love this season. Who I have out is Luca, the Mavericks. I don't, I don't know what they did this off season that makes me think. Like again, they're they're a really good basketball team. Um, they should be in the playoffs. They would be in the East. But I just I don't know what they did this off season that tells me that. I just it, I got a weird feeling about them. Right, Porzingis never seems like that's a great fit. Jason Kidd, that's weird. I just do we trust Jason Kidd? I mean, Rick Carlisle is definitely a coach who quote unquote adds wins. And I'm not sure Jason Kidd's a guy who adds wins. <laughs> what does he add? They're they're really they're really, I mean, they still got Doncic who's top 10 player. But again, I chose eight, I had the choice to choose eight teams. And really it was the Blazers, Clippers, Mavs, and you for me. And uh I just I couldn't I think this is the season with Luca where he struggles and people are like, is Luca that good? You know what I mean? How every single person has one of those, is he really that good? Like what's actually what you're saying? Luca's gonna hit that. But I think I have – so let me read That's mine, right. and then we'll talk about our differences here. Because, like, on, on, on the broad level, I'm, I'm similar to you, but we have some subtle differences. So I have one Jazz. They're just a machine in the regular season. Their issues of wing defense don't really get exposed until the playoffs. But they come every playoffs. <laughs> Two, <laughs> Phoenix Suns, I think they're also a machine. Honestly, I was thinking about the Suns and, like, they would be even better if they had a, a different point guard, to be honest. Like, I feel like a lot of the Suns, it's funny how Chris Paul got a lot of hype for veteran leadership and all that stuff. And like, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's really good. But it's like, there's a lot of young players who are on the verge of taking a step before he came. And it makes it really easy on him that like people don't necessarily notice that he's losing a step over and over again, but was a regular said, season point guard, you know, Devin Booker. Excellent. Mikel Bridges might make all defensive team this year. If not, I mean, he's one of the better wing stoppers in the league, but probably in that second tier right below the top guys. Uh, Aiton, excellent interior guys like Cam Johnson are game. I mean, they're just a good team. They're going to continue rolling W's. I see no reason for them to take a step backwards from last year. Um, after that, I have the Warriors third. I'm higher on them than you. Denver four. Shocking. Wow. Lakers wow. five. Clippers six. I have Dallas seven, and I almost wanted to put Portland out of it and put the Kings at eight because I think the Kings are coming on this year. Just it's my, it's my pick. Wow. But I have Portland eight. So I, it seems to me like our major difference is – in the Lakers Nuggets tier. I think yep. we both think the Clippers, even without Kawhi, they're just going to play good defense and be yep. a sound team. Like they're, it kind of sucks, but like they're just going to be good. So I see it, our main differences are with that Laker Nuggets Warriors tier and then the Memphis Blazers right. Mavericks. So mm -hmm. let's, let's start on the Warriors Lakers Nuggets. Um, it, it's the one that matters. <laughs> 
Well, they're both interesting for different reasons. So why you, you're, you just think that the talent's going to overwhelm at a certain level. I, I do. I think the, I'm not going to th- I'm not going to think that LeBron's going to have a high ankle sprain again. So uh, to me, it feels like Anthony Davis is going to be healthy enough to play the majority of the season. Pod one, we talked about Steph playing 72 games. Anthony Davis plays 72 games. Team's going to be really good. I mean, and they, and then Russell Westbrook for his flaws, if, if LeBron's going to sit out and they have rest days, they're going to have him to fall back on at least to beat your Sacramento Kings of the world, right? If you get Russ and AD, you, you, you should be able to beat those mediocre teams in the West. Um, especially with guys sitting um, and, and, and LeBron's probably going to do a lot of that 38 years old or whatever he is now. So I, I still have the Lakers as that three seed as they should be good enough. I, I don't I, see. Wow. Yeah. You really, you really think that the, like the preseason stuff, I, I think part of this, it, it's kind of BS, but you think it's real. I'm somewhere in between the two. I'm not willing to go full. This is going to be fun Lakers where they like, you know, right. They're probably not there. Yeah. They're probably not that bad, but I can't get over how old they are on the margins and how bad a fit Russ is with the team. Because the only thing that we saw in preseason that was, that was true was they were good when LeBron was on the court. They were awful with Russ and AD together. And that's weird. They're, best defender their best perimeter defenders can't base more they're probably gonna play they're either gonna play deandre jordan or carmelo anthony in the front court they picked up a bunch of chucking guards who aren't really shooters like is malik monk a shooter no he's kind of more of a scorer like a microwave scorer same with none None. They're guys who do their work with the ball in their hands. They're not guys who operate off ball and hit catch and shoots on a consistent basis. Just hoopers. Just hoopers. Yeah, they're they're not basketball players. They're just hoopers. (laughs) Um, I think that, and so everything comes back to how much fairy dust is LeBron going to sprinkle on this team? And to to be fair, on himself, he's he's capable. He's been doing it for like I don't know, you know, fifteen years, whatever whatever you want to say, right? But they wanted to build a team which was less reliant on LeBron. And I'm not sure they did that. I think they're more reliant on LeBron this year because they. I don't think they'll be able to defend at the level they did in the past. I think Caruso, KCP, uh, two years ago, Danny Green, those are hell of defenders. They had a lot of good defensive players over the years in that team. And I'm not sure that they have it. Like how Anthony Davis is an all-world defender, but can he cover for Melo and DeAndre Jordan? Who, where are they really getting backcourt defense from? Like, Bazemore is fine, but we watched Bazemore last year. Like, he's yeah. good. He's not amazing. They, he's definitely not like a super cerebral defender either. They, they've got AD in that Draymond role where he has to carry the defense. Now, the difference is that the Warriors are going to have the best offense in the league, in my opinion. And the Lakers offensively are, where are they? What do you think? 15th, maybe, <laughs> right? Coming into the season, like when they won the champ, the first championship. I mean, they got rid ago. of all those defensive guys who yeah. were like, yeah. Yeah, they're exactly. not exciting players, but they're like the whole balls only in LeBron and AD's hands and everyone else is a goon. Like it, that works. That works to a certain level. They're no longer that team. I, I, I still think that's too much talent. I, I just was with Russell Westbrook. He can't be this bad, can he? I mean, that's my question. I, well, you got me defending the Lakers, Sam. I do like, think I he's just, that bad. I think I legitimately, and just so we're clear, I'm taking the under on 52 and a half. I have them as the 
five seed. Yeah, that's I wow. have them. I have them winning about 49 to 50 games. So I'm not saying they're bad. I just think all this fit stuff is going to make them a dumb roller coaster. It's going to make them a team that gets exposed by Utah and Portland because they take like 53s on them. You know the type of team I'm talking about where like that you think just they're just I, I don't expect it to be cohesive like it's been the last two years with LeBron and AD. Yeah. No. Um, I, I, I guess it's hard for me to see that until it's actually in front of me. I don't know how much I trust a preseason. Um, and Anthony Davis and LeBron are still. I mean, you've got two top 10 guys on the team. It's like, it's, it's not the same as KD and Harden with those guys, but anytime you have that much talent, it's hard for me to see a team like that fall to fifth, unless you think Russ is that detrimental. I do think he's that detrimental because at least LeBron or sorry, KD and, and Harden are just surrounded by shooting all over the yeah, place. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, they might not be able to defend in the playoffs. They might have some higher level issues, but like from a team philosophy standpoint, they're going to win a lot of games when those two guys are healthy period. Um, what exactly is the Lakers philosophy? Just that we're big. We're athletic. Like, I think so. I think that's it. You know, like they're going to win the rebounding battle every game. Congrats. You know, like, I don't think that's enough. I don't think they're going to be able to defend at as high a level as they have in the past. And we haven't seen anything that indicates they're going to, I know they're not going to be able to shoot the ball from outside. And I wonder if there's going to be some diminishing returns on their ability to score at the rim, because if you can't space the floor, like, yes, they're big, but it just, I hate the fit. I think they're going to probably shake it up with some trades at some point in the middle of the season. Just so you're, just so we're clear, they were the worst team in the preseason, pretty much. Yeah. It was them oh, in yeah. Portland. Portland oh, yeah. was disgusting also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, I don't know how much that matters, but it feels somewhat predictive for a team that is a little older and slower than people think. Yeah, I would we'll, we'll just agree to disagree. I think Portland is going to be a little bit. I think they're more. I actually thought of just taking Portland out altogether, but they make the playoffs every damn year, so I just couldn't. But I think with the Lakers, just just maybe I'm reverse jinxing Sam, but uh, I think there's just still too much talent there. I think there's still LeBron missed half the damn season last season. You would think even at age 37 that he's going to play 65 at least 70 games this season. I I would think uh, that that he's going to play, and as long as he him and AD are out there, you just you're not going to lose many basketball games. Yeah. I mean, and if he's not out there, they're not going to win. Like if you're really going to run, you're going to run. If he's not there, what's their starting lineup? Russ, Bazemore, Mello, AD, and DeAndre Jordan. I mean, like in 2014, that'd have been a nice team. Yeah. But like, I just, I really hate their ancillary pieces. I'm sorry. I do like, and I could be wrong and it might not matter because like you said, AD and LeBron, with just competent role players tends to just generate wins. Right. right? Right. But like, I just feel like they got the worst kind of players to go around them. I I think there's one, one thing I would note again is, is they can always change those players. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what LeBron does. That's MO, right? He'll, 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 he'll kick all these guys out outside of AD if, if necessary. Um, if these guys, if, if Baysmore, the thing with the, I, what I always feel like difference between Steph and LeBron is that Steph is going to be content playing with guys around him like Kelly Oubre um, and those guys, because he's just going to say, well, let's just try to make it happen. I'm not happy about it, but let's just try to make it happen. I think with LeBron, the one thing is like, look, if Carmel Anthony out there is not defending for whatever reason, even though that's his boy, he's on the bench. 
even if Kendrick Nunn that out there is, is chucking, he's on the bench. That is a fair point, and that's actually the number one counter. If things aren't going well for the Lakers, <laughs> like if they're like, let's just say like 10 and 10 after 20 games, right? changes will be made, and they will get back on track uh, because LeBron's not signing up for a lost season at this stage of his career, no, no, you know? No. So, and that's kind of why I stuck with the number I did. That's why they have at five, because the way I was talking about them would make you think, I think they're going to be awful. I don't, I just think they're going to have a rocky season where they're going to have to make changes mid season. And it comes out to around 50 wins, which is ultimately a good number. I just think the Warriors in Denver know who they are and they're going to be more cohesive out of the gate and they're going to wrap up more W's. So that's kind of where I'm at. I think you think that they're going to have a less rocky road than I do. I think they're going to have, it's going to, to me, this feels a lot like those Cleveland teams where you're like, God, why are you dramatic? You guys are better than this, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's also in that way, I mean, I think the end of those Cleveland teams was when like they had Dwayne Wade where it's like a big name, but it's just, he's not a good basketball player anymore. I mean, you look at like, I, I just, they call and, what, and by the way, what did that, what did that last LeBron Cavs oh team finish with? Uh, how many wins? I don't, I don't You're going to, how many? Just take a guess. Take, take a little guess. Fifth, 48, 49. I'm asking you to take a guess because I'm pulling it up to make sure I'm not misremembering. <laughs> Four, 48, 50, 50. 50 on the dot 50. 50 yeah. And that's kind of how I think. And they went through, I mean, they had the Isaiah Thomas year. Yeah. You know, they oh, had man. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. They get Jordan Clarkson. In. Like, I would not be surprised if the Lakers this year were something like that, where at times you're like, what are they doing? And then they make changes. And because they have LeBron and AD, all you really got to do is tweak around them and you get back to being a really good team really quick. That's kind of how I think their season's going. But Opening they, day roster, the way they're looking right now, like I, there's just no way that this is going to be their rotation come playoff time. They they didn't need to trade for Russ. I mean, it just it didn't yeah. need to happen. I just I don't know why that. I just outside of just the name Brandon, he's a hooper. Like I just I don't know why but that had to be done. Player. I they, what they needed to do was just get shooters like what the Warriors did. Like if they had ended up with Patty Mills and Otto Porter Jr. instead of this collection of like you said misfit kind of guys that can honestly Patty Mills would have been the perfect point guard for them. I don't know why yeah. they weren't all in on Patty. They went like they should have add Patty Mills, have a defensive two guard who can shoot like Caruso or KCP with LeBron, AD, and another guy like that could right. probably win a title right there. Right. And so I, I just, I don't know the, the philosophy is a little bit different, but I just, I just think we spent too much time on this, but yeah, I just think yeah. whatever their philosophy is, it's, it's just get AD the rock. I mean, put AD at the five defensively and get AD the, like get LeBron the rock offensively and it'll be fine. Like, I think that's their philosophy and you're right. It on, in the regular season, it might not work out, but I, in the postseason, I, I certainly like if they play the jazz, they're, they're going to be favored. But we're, so. Yeah. Okay. So but we're not, we're not doing postseason, but yeah, I let's, let's, so you have the warriors below the Lakers. I have the warriors above them, uh, but we both have them, the nuggets and the Lakers in that same three to five tier. Yep. So let's yep. let's talk Warriors. We obviously, we did a huge preview on everything we want to see from Warriors players on the last one. Why are you so high on the Warriors in terms of regular season win total when we know they're only going to get a half season from Clay and a, you know, I, 50 some games from Wiseman and, you know, all, all this right. sort of stuff. I almost feel like this team, and I say this in a good way, is a regular season team this Warriors team, it, it to me feels like they're playing the game that wins across 82 across seven, maybe not, 
maybe not because they just may not have Feel enough like they top need end talent wing or something. Yeah. yeah, maybe they need Clay to just be healthy. Like that, that could be it, in my opinion. And, and we'll get to that. But I just the team the the way this team is put together, it's the defense doesn't matter that much. Which I think we saw last year, the Warriors had a top five defense. It did not matter um, because their offense went to shit the whole season. So they put together a team that's going to be top one, one, two, or three offensively, and that's really what you need to do in an eighty-two game season. Like you don't need a fake fake top 10 defense, which is what they had last season. Um, you put together a team that's just going to overwhelm teams by shooting threes, kind of like you said, like the Jazz. Draymond's playing that anchor role with Rudy Gobert. The Warriors just around those guys have the same type of IQ and better three-point shooters. And so they're going to run through guys. I thought about putting them up, but just the Jazz Suns are just a great regular season team too. So um, that's why I have them at four. Yeah, and that's why I have them above the Lakers. I think they will be a better regular season team than this currently constructed Lakers roster. Maybe that's a hot take. Actually, it's definitely a little bit of a hot take. But I just, I my predictions are the Lakers will make some sort of significant move to their eight-man rotation, whether it's a trade, whether it's a buyout, something. Like, I just, it's not fitting in the right way is my prediction. And meanwhile, like you said, the Warriors do feel like the Jazz. We've called them the jazz before I would not be surprised if they come down to earth a little bit, but it does feel like a very coherent strategy for them to just generate W's all year if they stay healthy. And then that ties us to Denver, the third team we haven't mentioned here, but even without Jamal Murray, Jokic plus shooting plus the emergence of Porter jr. They're just going to generate W's, right? Like we like Jokic is the defending MVP for, a reason i i think it's a very clear five teams that are making the postseason it's it's in my opinion right i think we all agree jess with suns lakers warriors nuggets yeah barring health and i think that the last three are the ones that i was i mean you have the kings in there i didn't even think of the kings i had the mavs out i was thinking about taking the blazers out so but clippers blazers memphis mavs kings like those are the five words like any of those threes makes it any of those three make it to playoff would not surprise me yeah i was gonna say the kings and the wolves are both playing right. really smart basketball. And I'm, if I, I ultimately didn't put them in the playoffs because I just don't know who to take out, but they're taking a ton of threes and playing good defense. They're kind of doing the same thing the Warriors are doing where it's like, we're just going to, we're going to play the math here and I develop an identity that way. And maybe it's not good enough, but maybe it is. I, if I want to take any sign, I think Portland might actually be the most vulnerable team. It's hard to say though, because Dame's been out for most of preseason, but they really are like Dame having a weird year away from being completely out of it. I haven't seen asks out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. Um, And that's why I have uh, you, you have Dallas out of the playoffs, which I vehemently disagree with. And I'll tell you why for one reason, Luca is on the short list of players. I just, he's a tank. It's like how James Harden just never missed games for. I mean, he is, he's white hearted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like, you know, for about like eight years there, I I swear Harden was like a lock to play like 78 games, you know? Um, Jokic is another player like that. Like LeBron was like that for like 15, you know, years. When you have a guy like Luca who plays every game, gives you a 30 efficiently and then generates all the assists for your team. It's just such a floor raiser. Like I, their roster is wildly mediocre with like, okay, scorers and defenders, but it's just like, my whole thing is 
I see no upside to their roster in, in terms of playoffs or, or to the way they play, but like, yep. Yep. Uh, yep. that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about who's going to just make who's going to go through a West coast trip against Portland, Sacramento, golden state, the LA teams and come out of it like three and two, they're probably going to do it. Cause they'll shoot hot against at least two of those teams because he never misses games. He won't miss games. And I think, I think that stuff kind of matters in terms of making the playoffs. So I had to put them in there, even though like they're Luke is really fun to watch, but they're at towards the bottom of my league pass viewing, just because like I if you've watched one of their games, you've watched them all, right? Like, yeah, like, I, I, wow, Luke is taking step backs. You know? Yeah, it's <laughs> he's I agree with you. He is not a player that I want to watch. Um, honestly, he's a great player, but just not something I want to watch. And the other thing is it, it, and the team, like it's it, not it, just it's, it's not just him, it's like the Houston Rockets where I'm like, you know substitute Eric Gordon for Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, it's like- yeah, pretty much. I mean, I was going to go down the list and I'm, I'm just, obviously it's a little bit of a hot take to take these guys out of there, out of the postseason. but Kristaps Porzingis, like it's, it's year seven of whatever the hell he is. It's like, I don't think he's ever going to be anything. He probably might not play the season. He'll end up getting hurt somewhere. Like that's not a barring house. That's just, that's who Kristaps is. And then you look at the rest of the team and it's like, I, I don't know. I just, Tim Hardaway Jr. They got Reggie Bullock, who's a decent trade Brunson. It's kind of the same like guy. Dorian. There's a little Finney Smith for the hipsters. Yeah, there's Great some defender. meltdown, but there's some meltdown potential here, especially with a new coach, I think. But again, there's not really much you can go on to say that team, this team's not going to make it. It's just sort of a, uh, there's just sort of a, a little feel, similarity between them and them in Portland, where you're just like, you know exactly what they are because you've seen it and they changed their coach. Both teams got rid of really good coaches for first time coaches. And I don't really know how that works. You know, like, I don't know how that yeah. works for either of them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause like I, Portland people would always get annoyed with Terry Stotts, but I'm like, I don't really know who the coach is. Who's uh, I, I don't know what he's like hiding, you know, like what, what yeah. hidden potentials on this roster that he, that another coach is going to unlock. Yeah. I mean, Blazers probably probably are the one that should be out. I mean, if you if you you're talking about a team that just won't be able to play defense at all, so they probably should be. But uh, but I think the mo- the one I do love is Memphis. I mean, I just, I just think John Morant, just classic breakout guy, just year the, the, the he's That's now he's year three classic, and it's breakout, not like right? he wasn't already kind of on his way. Now he knows how to play quote unquote point guard. Like now yeah. he's actually knows how to commandeer an offense. Jaron Jackson Jr. is back and healthy, hopefully as a defensive force. And they've got great role players as much as we hate D- Dylan Brooks, but they just, I think they're a team that's ready. They're, they're going to take you a little be, bit of a leap there. You might be right though. Now that you talk about it, like, yeah, I think I might be too low on Memphis. You might, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I talked you out of your Mavs one, but yeah, you talked I me out so. of my, you talked me on my Memphis one. I would not be surprised if Memphis pushed up to six, honestly, like you said, it it feels to me like Utah and Phoenix are set up to win the most games warriors, Denver, and the Lakers pending health across the board feel fairly safe to be in the three to five range for me. Um, And, you know, then you got five teams who I think are all playoff caliber good but they're fighting for that six to eight spot, six to 10, really with the plan. Yeah, yeah. And I could see it going anyway. Like I'm, I'm selling by the way, I'm all the way out on the Pelicans. Oh, um, yeah. 
just based off of how Zion looks, I'm like, they're going to have another one of those years where it's guys playing for stats and there's nothing, you know, it's just, yeah, it doesn't look good. The Clippers, I would put the Clippers in the top six. If quite frankly, I might put the Clippers at one if Kawhi was healthy, but he's not. Right. So what you going to do? I I mean, I I think a lot of people would have the Warriors in that latter half of. I I think a lot of people would floating between. They're floating between two between the two groups, really. Yeah, I mean, we are higher on them than most because I just think we we actually watch the preseason games and and actually keep up with the team every day. I don't think people realize that this team is going to break three point records. Like I don't I don't think your your national analyst, unless you're Ryan Rosillo, who loves Steph more than I think us, uh, watches like keeps up with Steve Kerr press conferences like we do. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're a little bit higher. I think the rest of the, I mean, just looking at the Eastern Conference, we're going to get to the East, but the bottom half of the West are just so much better, so much better than what you got coming out of the East. But it's uh, it's going to be tough. Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those office service fees that all the other ticket sites charge, which allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of the NBA tickets. So listen to this, Sam. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference Oh, man. Of the difference in their purchase price. So as we all are, and as we'll get into into this podcast and for the next month, uh, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, all these guys that you're going to want to watch at the Chase Center this season, TickPick has you covered. All you have to do is visit TickPick.com slash LightYears and use the promo code LightYears to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors basketball tickets. Remember, tickpick.com slash LightYears. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So let's do the East real quick. I have, I'll go f- first, or we can, we don't even need to do our full stance, right? Bucks one, Nets yeah. two. Yeah. I have the Hawks three, the Heat mm-hmm. four, mm-hmm. the 76ers five, the Celtics six, the Bulls, my, my boys, seven. The Pacers, eight. I have the oh, Knicks oh, mi- God. mixing out at nine. The Pacers, by the way, are the Eastern Conference version of the Blazers where you're like, yeah, I yep. guess they should be in the playoffs, but do yep. I really want to watch them? Yep. <laughs> you know, so, um, And I was thinking about them. They like talk about a team with blow potential. Yeah, I mean, they could just yeah. sell, every, sell everyone by preseason. They they and like Portland, every year we say they should sell everyone, and every year they don't. <laughs> and they sneak into the postseason, ever, and then they lose in the first round. I mean, they really are Portland of the East. They really are. Yeah, just just to do something. You know, why don't we just trade Dame to Indiana? Maybe that'll make it fun. Send Brogdon back to. Oh Portland. God. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that's about right. I think the East, I mean, you're the only one that shoot, jumps out to me is the Sixers. I mean, what's going to happen there with, with Ben Simmons? And the, and the only reason I have them five there is because I think that situation is going to continue to be super toxic. If yeah. they were entering it with like everyone on the same page, I'd have them easily, you know, in the top three. Yeah, the, the Hawks, I think, have a little bit of regression. And maybe, maybe. Now, they ha- also have a leap in them that's possible. Um, so they could – you have them as three. That's that's, that's I, just, I think they're going to I think they're going to generate a bunch of wins uh, because they have so much shooting and so much just talent across the perimeter. Like, I don't think it's a uh, – we can argue about the playoff upside, but, like, dude, you, you have – Boyan Bogdanovich and Kevin Herter. You got DeAndre Hunter yeah. and Cam Reddish. You got Danilo Gallinari and John Collins. You got Clint Capella. You got Trey Young. I mean, yeah. they run, they have like eight starters, in my opinion. Those, those guys are all starting caliber players of various level. Like, really, Trey's the only superstar on the team. But like, yeah. I just feel like they just feel like a team who, because of all those options, I can't see them running into like the midseason glut where injuries kind of screw them for two weeks because they got so many guys. Whereas like I could definitely see the Warriors for as much as I think what the Warriors are doing is going to work and Steph is going to be in the MVP conversation. They're they're you know, they can easily have a bad week where like Draymond's tweaked something and Looney's tweaked something and all of a sudden Juan Toscano Anderson has to play 30 minutes at center. Yeah. I, I find the East very uninteresting in the back end. Uh, the Celtics, we know who we got. The Pacers, we know who we got. The Sixers, I find very uninteresting. The Bulls, we talked about I'm them a little for bit. The Sixers to just make a move, just yeah. do something. Just, just do. Look, just wave Ben's. Like, figure it out. I mean, just it's not interesting. The scenario they're in. The Heat are interesting. The Bulls are going to be fascinating. I don't know whether they'll be good or not. I like that you put them at seven. I'd probably put them at that range too. Um, I just didn't Knicks, know the Knicks who, are boring. So. I just didn't know who I should put the Bulls ahead of. Maybe Boston. I don't know. But I, like Boston. I mean, I, can Jalen and Jason take another leap? Pro- probably. But does that? I, I, I mean, just playing defense this year would go a long way for them. Like <laughs> last year, they decided not to. Well, I, you know, they decided we're gonna we're the two guys here. We're gonna average twenty five points a game. Like we worked for a fantasy team. So that's why, why Jalen Brown was great. But yeah, you're right. Um, 
over under wise, Sam, I, I think the big one in the Eastern Conference that I'll go with is the Bucks. I think it's just an easy over. I think this team is going to be incredible. I compare them to the the seventy three win Warriors. I think they're going to win sixty games. I think I think they're going to come back. And Giannis looks like he put together a fadeaway jump shot, which and then this three pointer looks like it's smooth. And well, I'm just they also there. got Grayson Allen. I mean, they really <laughs> stop stop it. You did not stop. You did not. You did not just finish <laughs> the point by saying they also got Grayson Allen with a straight fucking face. But I mean. They, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be great. This Bucks team is going to be fun to watch. By the way, shout out. I There are maybe five white shooting guards in the NBA, and Milwaukee has three of them. <laughs> Grayson, Dante DiVincenzo, Dante, and Pat Connaughton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I still don't know if Pat Connaughton can shoot, but he does make shots. That's, that's for sure. I don't, Actually, same with Dante. Grayson, we know. Um, Dante, Dante... Dante's good all around. You kind of forget that he was injured. I mean, Bucks fans don't forget, but it's yeah, like uh, to tie to your point, they won a title with like a six man rotation and they were down to six men because they lost a couple guys to injuries, just untimely ones. I think this is a team that I agree with you machine. Like I think the confidence that drew and Middleton will play with, like, you know how last year in the playoffs, I was like, are we going to get the good drew or the bad drew today? You know, <laughs> I, I feel like the confidence level is through the roof. Yeah. I um, think uh, generate, you, you said generate wins. I mean, they're a team that generate wins, except they have an MVP. So it's just, it's a next level. Yeah. I think so too. I also think whether or not Kyrie plays, it feels like we're on a crash course for Nets and Bucks in the Eastern back. Conference Finals. Um, and honestly, I want to see that because I think that's going to be some compelling basketball. Um, Let's let's take this back to the West. So I think we're in agreement, Bucks, Nets, and then anyone else getting into that conversation would need a little health luck. Like maybe James Harden misses half a year, that type of thing would have to happen. Um, what, what about the West? What are you thinking about in terms of come playoff time? Because we can argue about the Lakers season, but like, what do you think? Who's, who's getting to the Western Conference Finals? This, this, this is where... This is where what I said last year, I think, becomes true. I just, you know, took a year off like Steve. I think the Warriors are going to be a postseason team because uh, Clay's going to be healthy. I think they figure out on the buyout market, maybe they get a guy. James Wisen, by the end of the season, maybe becomes a rim protector in the way of DeAndre. And I think that's a, that's a team that, it, let's say the Warriors play the Jazz in, in round one for some reason or round two. The Warriors are going to beat that team. Like I, the Warriors, they're, they're going to beat that Jazz team. The Suns. Maybe a closer matchup, but like the Warriors, if they get the top three guys healthy by the end of the season, they're rolling. They're a playoff. They're they're a contending title team, and I think that you're gonna get Sam. You're gonna get Lakers Warriors. You're gonna get those two teams at the end. I think, and that's what the NBA. Des- I mean, that's what the NBA deserves. That's what they need. I think you're getting those I mean, two teams. The NBA would be so happy oh if they goodness. got Warriors Lakers Western Conference Finals and. Uh, Nets, Bucks, Eastern Nets, Conference. Bucks. Like that's yeah, just, Katie that's honest. the dream. That's the yep. dream right yep. there. Um, another team that scares me in the West for the Warriors though, I, I'll say is the Denver Nuggets. As yep. the Warriors are going to be able to score on them because bigs who can't switch are food for Steph and we know that. But if they get Jamal Murray back in any sort of decent shape, that is a really stacked team in terms of just overall talent. We can always argue about the defense, but like Jokic is an MVP for a reason. Michael Porter Jr. I think is a budding superstar. I think he's a lot better than 
I think he's, he can be even better than he's shown and he's already a hell of a shot maker. Right. I think Aaron Gordon plays a lot better this year for them. He kind of came over in the middle of the season and never really established a role. Um, and then their backwards is Will Barton. They'll, they'll be good. Jamal Murray will be good. Bones Highland looks like a nice little find for them. I mean, I think they're going to be a very good team and they might be playoff time. Like I take a fully healthy nuggets over the jazz, for example, and I might even take them over the Suns. I just think they ran into the Suns wounded without any options of how to counter them, even though they got swept by them. I think the Nuggets are going to be damn good. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's one where they're in the same situation as the Warriors, where if Jamal Murray comes back, then it's like Clay coming back, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's where they're at. I mean, you could put the Clippers up there, but we just I think we know Kawhi's not coming back. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one for me where it's uh it's just yeah I can't. Um, I just can't bank on Kawhi's health. If Kawhi was healthy, we'd have a completely different conversation, but he's not. And I'm just going to treat it as if he's not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to ask a couple more things here. So let's talk a little awards here. Warriors have a chance to win a bunch of awards. So let's start with most improved player. I think Jordan Poole has a legitimate shot at it. What players around the league do you think are also in that conversation? Well, I think isn't he favored now to to be that to be that uh, to win that actual award? It might have got better. It might have got bet up to it. I'm I'm double checking right now, but um, which, which is insane. Which because I thought people weren't really thinking about him. As, I think as, it's as he got bet guy. up during preseason. But the other popular picks right now are Terrence Mann. I, I I love Terrence Mann. I don't know if he's the most improved player. Like I just don't know the scores enough to like you, get the. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Usually, with with most improved, it just it just tells you that it's either a guy coming back from in, or really, it's a guy just with a bigger role. Like I think of like guy uh, goes from ten points a game to like eighteen like to twenty. Darius Garland, right? It's going to yeah. be like one of those guys. Darius Garland, throw him out there. Michael Porter uh, Jr. is a great guess. MPJ, although like maybe could have won last year. SGA is another one I love. I, I just I'm not that high on MPJ. I know you are. I just I don't know defensively how he's going to work and. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I want to watch more of him again. I drafted him last year. I thought it was great. Um, so I, I think I, mean, he's, I think he's going to average twenty five a game efficiently. So even if he can't defend, he's going to do something. Uh, JJJ. I think I keep going back to this guy. I, just, I have so much Jaron Jackson Jr. stock, yeah, but I think I, that's that's another guy that that he could be the best player on that team. I just that's not a bad thing. Like he kind of got set back with the meniscus last year. I thought he was going to have that explosion last year, but the knee held him back. It just yep. is what it is. Uh, another player we haven't mentioned who's another favorite is OG Anobi. Oh, yeah. So, another guy I love. I mean, uh, but I, I think that it, it's also got to be a guy that's kind of on a playoff team. How about this guy, Zach Levine? I mean, you love him. But, like, that's a guy, if they're going to be a six-seed, seven-seed, and he's the best player on that basketball team. I don't think he'll he win be most a- improved player because he was an all-star last year. So yeah. it's kind of one of those where it's like everyone, everyone 27, 28 knows. points a game. Uh-huh. He already averaged that last year. So did he really? Yeah, he hit 28. So Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he's a bucket. Um, all right, let's move it now to uh defensive player of the year. Draymond finished third last year. Finishing second was Ben Simmons. Zero chance Ben Simmons gets voting interest this year with that situation. Um, Rudy Gobert won it. I just don't think they're gonna give it to Rudy Gobert again. I think there's a realistic chance Draymond actually gets a, mo- a defensive player of the year this year. Um, 
because, well, he's probably deserved it three times, even though he's only won it once. Other players to maybe consider, AD. Anthony Davis, Giannis, yeah. Bam. Just classic names. I think Bam is a hot – it's probably a hot name just because Miami might be a, a fun team kind of down the stretch there. Giannis is kind of – I think Giannis has got the fatigue that, that, uh, that Gobert is going to have. I think Anthony Davis and Draymond, I think those are probably the two guys. Um, if, if the Lakers look great, Anthony Davis is going to be a reason for that great defense. And if the Warriors are going to come out here and go like 18-8, and eight, Right to start the season, I think uh, I think Draymond's going to have those votes too. So uh, Draymond might have a uh, he might not be the best defender, but he might get like a lifetime defensive player of the year achievement award because uh, he deserves one because he got robbed by Kawhi a couple times. So like he deserves another award because you watch the playoffs every season and you're thinking, yeah, there's probably not more than one person in the world that I have better than Draymond defensively. It's usually either Giannis or AD. That's it. That's who's better defensively. I do like Bam as like a potential dark horse in this because we know he can defend. And I think Miami could be really good with the addition of Kyle Lowry with Tyler Hero supposedly breaking out this year. Uh, Obviously, they still have Jimmy Butler. They got P.J. Tucker. I could see Bam anchoring them inside. And like, let's say they are the three seed. People be like, wow, they have a great defense. You know who's at the center of the defense? Bam out of bio. Let's give him the defensive player of the year. But I kind of am with you. I think it's AD's award to lose. If AD can make the Lakers a top five defense with this group of guys, like playing next to Melo or DeAndre Jordan or, you know, just Russ, all this stuff, he's going to win it. He's going to get it. By the way, he should be. I mean, they've talked about him being... It's weird that he has never got one, yeah. No, it's it's just he should be better than what he's been. I just don't think he should be... They talk about him like he's a top five player in the NBA. He's not. And so if you are a top five five player in the NBA, you should be freaking seven feet tall. I mean, geez, man, you should be anchoring a top defensive team. You should be better than you are. I think AD's been perpetually an underachiever in his career. Be better. Be better. Now he's in LeBron's shadow. He doesn't have to do anything. So just it's time for him to actually be that top five guy that everybody says that he is. I just have never seen it. We'll end on this. MVP. Currently, Steph has the fifth best odds. Well, it depends on what book. Fourth or fifth best, depending on what book you're looking at. But it goes Luka number one, KD number two, and then Giannis, Embiid, and Steph three through five with basically the same odds. Can't see Luca winning it now with the prediction that I've made. Giannis, yeah, they're I mean, not. Yeah, Luca would need to k- get the the Mavs to a top four seed, in my opinion. But he's going to get the martyr ball stats. That's a given. He is, and I think that I think voters are just smart enough to realize like that Russell Westbrook champion uh, that championship never Russell Westbrook MVP was bullshit. Um, so I, I think uh, KD maybe. I mean, people seem to love him now. Ironic, ironically, the year that Russ got that uh, BS MVP. Harden also played martyr ball and played it better. Like they won 10 more games. His second best player was Eric Gordon. But since it wasn't a round number, since he only got like seven and a half rebounds, it wasn't as good. Objectively always been a better player. I think Steph's got a real chance in it. I mean, the way that we've talked about, what do we got? Two hours of podcast coming out. The way that we've talked about the Warriors, I think Steph's probably the guy that's winning that title because they're going to need him to be as good as he was last season but for, for, for 82 games. It's him or I think KD. Like, I think those are the two guys. I Looking think, at that, like, it can't be – it's not Embiid. It's not going to be Giannis. The only, thing I'll, the only thing I'll say on KD is um, he probably needs a little help to win the MVP. And by help, I mean Milwaukee maybe not being as good um, because – 
if they have the best record in the East, it means both he and Harden were healthy and there'll be some like vote splitting going on there. Right. That makes sense. Whereas if Milwaukee wins 64, 65 games, which they absolutely can, Giannis is getting all the credit, you know, like that's how it goes. <sighs> you think and, you'll get a third one? That's, that's a little, but I, yeah, you're I, right. I, Coronation I, I could, of, yeah. I could see him doing it um, because now no one can say, yeah, but it doesn't work in the playoffs. Right. Like right. It's, it, it's, it works right. in playoffs guys. Yeah. I also agree <laughs> with you, Steph. Um, if I had to, my odds would be Giannis and Steph tied as my favorites to an MVP this year, KD number three, and then Luca behind them. Because if Steph does get the Warriors to three, four seed, it's going to be hard to leave him off. Like, how do you think voters would handle Warriors getting the three seed and winning 54 games versus Giannis getting the top seed and winning 64? Games? Well, I mean, considering where the Warriors are supposed to finish in the right now, you know, two days before the season starts, I think the Warriors are probably in that seven to 10 range. They're still considered as a playing no. team. Their um their their odds Whoa. are what you do you don't reach a Hollinger? Come on, <laughs> come on, sir. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Uh what what are what are they? What are they actually? <laughs> what are they? Touche. You you completely set me up there. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, no, I, I just what what are they actually? Are they 40 and, and a half? Like a five seed, six seed? They're tied with Dallas as the four or five. I if think you, that, if you look at the 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 thing I I posted in the thing, those are yeah. the Vegas over underlines. So Vegas is higher on the Warriors than the pundits. We I I don't even know why we didn't talk about this earlier. Like yeah, yeah you read like Hollinger and some of that stuff, and it's like eight seed, nine seed, stuff like that. But then I, you see Vegas, it's like five seed. Well, you know, part of it's betting. Part of it, people know that Warriors fans are are, are one of the larger fan bases in the league. I think I think a lot of pundits do see them in that seven to ten seed realm. I, I think. Um, a lot true. of people are not high on 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 Clay coming back, and I think if Steph gets into three, you're right. I think they, especially a three though, especially they end up at the three seat above the Lakers, he's almost a cinch to win the MVP at that rate, especially if he's averaging 28 points again. I mean, just on the efficient to see that he does. So, whew. a lot of exciting stuff. Season starts Tuesday. Uh, if you didn't get a chance, check out part one. Appreciate y'all. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.